0: Hello, Tapawingo Podcast, and welcome to the park. <laughs> it's time. Alright, uh, can you see this rock? Yeah. Alright, this might be part mystery, this might be part challenge, but let me just see how you feel about it. Earlier today, how many of you guys went on the tube and rode around in a little couch? Awesome. Fantastic, I loved it. Okay, when we were on there... I had one of these rocks in my pocket. I'm sorry. It was sneaky. Um, I had a rock that looked pretty much just like this one in my pocket. About halfway through the ride, we're in the middle of the lake. Let me just ask you the probability. Without any markings or me riding this is the rock, on it, <laughs> what's your likelihood, likelihood of finding this rock in that lake are? No. Slam. Zero. Um, I would find, I would have a difficult, difficulty believing this rock's counterparts. Anywhere in that lake would be a difficult thing. Even if it was at the shore, it'd be mixed in with so many other rocks. It'd be pretty hard to figure out which one I'm talking about, wouldn't it? Unless I painted it or marked it with some distinguishing feature, you'd, you'd rock I put out in the middle of the lake. No, I shouldn't have. And you'll know why. Thank you. Um... How often well, we're gonna be talking about our sins for a little bit, but uh, going back to the chapel, propitiation mean we are paid for. Okay, propitiation means our sins are paid for. We no longer have to pay for our sins. What did just we were guilty, but now we're innocent before God. What does sanctification mean? Do you have your notes. That is fantastic. High five you. The process of obedience, it's walking in Christ as He shapes us and molds us into who we're supposed to be in Him. We all, we all know those things about our sins, but let me ask you this. Even though we know Jesus has forgiven, oh Jesus has that we're justified, we're made innocent in His sight. Even though Jesus tells us that if we allow Him to, He'll make us who we're supposed to be in Him. How often do we hold on to our own sins? Even though we've given, we've thought in our own sins, whether we're thinking about committing them or we haven't forgiven ourselves of our sins. How many of you struggle to forgive yourself over stuff? Well, we can hear all day that God's love never fails or that it never runs up or that it never runs me. We can me. We can hear that He loves us and we can hear all these things, but it's so hard to believe that He truly just forgives us like that, isn't it? And when we sin, we hold on to we hold on to here than God does, because when we truly repent and when we come before God, and by the way, repent means you turn from the path you were on and you turn around and you turn back to God. That you walk away from the actions you were committing and you walk back to walk back to God. He offers us that forgiveness we talked about so much. More often than not, we experience the situation where God forgives us, but we keep. Feeling like we're guilty because we allowed ourselves to forgive ourselves. We haven't forgiven ourselves, and so we don't experience the grace and the peace and the joy in our salvation because we still think we are guilty and we deserve to feel guilty. But feel like, or that, we should, or that we should, or that we should something of that nature. Let me tell you about how much God wants to forgive us. We hear all about God forgiving us in the New Testament, right? That's a, we hear a lot of that. And you'll hear people say, well, in the Old Testament, God was angry. Anybody? I've heard, you know, a lot of the non-Christian world looks at the God in the Old Testament as a completely different God in the New Testament because they say that the God in the Old Testament never wanted to forgive. He always wanted to punish, and he always wanted to rain down wrath and all this stuff. When something told you, something prove to you and remind you that our God is the same, always was the same, and always will be the same. He didn't just change from Old Testament to New Testament. He's always wanted to forgive us. Micah 7:19 says or 18. Who is God like you, forgiving our sins, passing over our transgressions for the remnant of his inheritance? He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in love. God even in the Old Testament Wanted to forgive sins. Because let me ask you this. Do you feel like you get punished for every sin you commit? Do you feel like God punishes you for everything? Or do you sometimes feel like God is forgiving and compassionate to you often? That he could punish you a lot more than he does, doesn't he? Do you feel like God lets some things slide just because he loves you? He doesn't, if, if you're held accountable for the sin you committed and punished for every sin committed. How many of us would even still be here? As we know what the wages of sin is, we know the outcome of that situation, but our God wants to forgive us, and He wants to offer us that. But He does He does in steadfast love. He delights in loving us faithfully, and He delights when we love Him faithfully. He wants us to experience that forgiveness, that love, and He always has. Verse 10 says, He will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. And let me just tell you what that means. God's not going to hold on to our sins. God's going to just drop our sins and keep going. No interest in holding on to our sins. But so the next one says, You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. Imagine, like I said earlier about this rock. What else is your sins? Where did I put it? Somewhere in the middle of the lake. Will we ever see that rock again? No. Probably not, because I don't even know where it is. So unless you get some scuba and a lot of free <laughs> I- <laughs> I- I it. Business that ain't mine. Um, unless you dredge it up yourself, that rock is never going to come back into your life. When our God forgives your your iniquities, He does not hold on to it. He does not keep it as something to show you later. Look what you did. When He forgives us, it says He casts our sins into the sea. Never to be seen again. Never to be seen again. Just like you're never going to see that rock again, God is not concerned with your sins once He's forgiven you for them. But you know what? That means He wants you... To forgive yourselves as well, because He's... He let me just... But let me just... Who is it that forgives our sins? Jesus. Jesus. Are our sins ever forgiven without Jesus? No. no. So until we know Jesus, instead of our rocks, our sins being cast into the sea, it's more like we're carrying them around. I was going to bring a whole pile of rocks over here and try and walk around with them, but it got heavy. So... Imagine I'm carrying a whole pile of rocks. That would be very hard to walk around and carry. And you know what? That's why our lives get so burdensome sometimes. That's why our lives get so hard. Because if those of us who don't know Jesus or at the points in our lives when we didn't know Jesus, we carried our own sins with our own strength. And it weighed us down. And it burdened us. And it just sucked the joy right out of our lives. God, God, to follow His to follow his he forgives our sins he throws them in the middle of the sea and we never he never sees them again I believe what the bible teaches us about jesus christ is true and that when he forgives you of your sins it's the p word we talked about i know it's hard to say propitiation if you are a believer in jesus christ your sins are what given they're paid for they don't they're not uh, they're not a topic of discussion anymore And if you're a believer in Christ, you're justified. God looks at you like you're innocent. There is no reason for you to carry your sins around in your life and let them weigh you you down. If you've made a mistake, confess. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. If we confess, if we go to our Savior and say, Jesus, I sinned and I'm sorry, I'm turning away from that. He promises us, and God keeps His promises, Jesus keeps His promises. He says, if we confess our sins, He is faithful, and He is just, meaning what He is doing is right, to forgive us of our sins, and not only forgive us of our sins, but also to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Jesus doesn't just want to forgive you once for one bad sin. It says He wants to cleanse us of all unrighteousness, and that process of cleansing of us of all of our unrighteousness, what's that called? The process of him cleansing us of all unrighteousness, he does sanctification, he doesn't forgive one sin, he wants to forgive that sin and change your heart where it was. Uh, how many of you guys remember, I know this is a long shot because it was a while ago, Mr. Nikki, I brought out here for a treat a few years, I don't expect all of you to remember. Anyway, Mr. Nicky came and did what Ms. Basha does, um, in similarities, and Nikki had knee surgery. Nikki had a knee surgery, he blew his knee out wrestling, he's a wrestling coach. And um, when they fixed his knee, they grafted in the bone of someone else into his knee. He was missing so much part of his, bo- of his knee, they had to graft a bone around it. And the bone didn't take. Um, meaning, when they put that foreign thing in his body, his body said, no, you don't belong here. And so his knee got super infected. And it got to the point that they said they were about three hours away from cutting his leg off. But what they had to do, they didn't just, when they operated on him, they didn't just remove the infected part. They had to remove all the stuff that the infected part had been touching and get it all clean to the point that they could start over. When God forgives us of our sins, he doesn't want to just forgive that one mistake. He wants to change our hearts. To the point that we won't make that same mistake again. But even if we do make that same mistake again, what does he tell us? When he, for- he wants to forgive us, he delights in our steadfast love. And when he forgives us, our sin is gone. If I was super awesome, I would try really hard to throw this into the lake. But that's not going to happen. I can't make it that far, and I know I can't. And I'll just look silly. But you get the point. Um, oh, no, go <laughs> I'm gone. I'm going to break that. Uh, I was about to break that thing. Woo. Anyway... God forgives us in that capacity. Now, here's, the, here's part two of what I'm going to tell you. God wants, you know God wants to forgive you. You know how God forgives you. He wants you to forgive yourself. But here's the thing. You have to be just as forgiving to others as God is to you. Our theme this week is Living Proof. You want to know one of the re- best ways we can honestly show the world around us that there has been a change in our hearts? Is that we show forgiveness when other people don't. When we show forgiveness, when people don't deserve it. Because that is only something we find in the love of Christ. Colossians 3, verse 13. reads, bear with one another, Mean put up with one another. And let me just go ahead and point this out. You don't bear with or put up with people you like. Because if you like them, you don't have to put up with them. If you like them, you don't have to bear with them. You bear with people that annoy you. You bear with people that are rude to you. You bear with people that bother you. You bear with people who are just hurtful. But that's what we're told to do. We bear with one another. It says bear with one another, and if you have a complaint or problem against another, look at what we're told to do against anybody else. Forgive each other as the Lord has forgiven you so you must also forgive. Let me ask you this. When somebody hurts you, when someone is rude to you, when someone hurts your feelings, how many of you are as forgiving as Jesus is to you? How often have you say you've forgiven someone, but you bring up their, what they did again? I forgive you, then you get mad two weeks later, but you did this. I'm not letting you borrow this, because the last time I let you borrow, blah, blah, blah. You did this. I saw what you wrote on Twitter. I mean, we say these things like we tell people we forgive them, but we bring it back up. You know what that's like? That's like saying I forgive you, throwing that rock out in the middle of the lake, getting mad at somebody, hold on, I've got to get a rock. Going all the way back up in the lake, dredging that rock back up, and saying, here, look what you did. If you believe Jesus offers you forgiveness as he teaches us, you can show living proof in that regard is to be as forgiving as he is towards us. Let me tell you something, guys. That kind of forgiveness can't be faked. That kind of forgiveness you can't do just by acting like a good Christian. That kind of forgiveness comes when we let Jesus sanctify us, when we let Jesus change our hearts. That is how that is fruit that shows that Jesus has done something different and something beautiful in our lives when we can forgive the way He forgives us. Because the word Christian means to be what? Christ like. Like Christ. Little Christ. The word Christian means to be Christ like. How can we call ourselves like Christ if we don't forgive like Christ? If we're not compassionate like Christ. Ladies gentlemen, let me just encourage you, if you struggle with guilt, if you struggle with anxiety over the things that you've done, or the things that have been done to you, and you struggle with forgiveness, maybe you feel fine that you've forgiven God, or I mean, maybe you maybe fine that God has forgiven you, but you feel like you can't forgive other people. You're you so wrong that you feel like you're never going to be able to forgive that person. That you're going to have bitterness and hurtful feelings towards that person for the rest of your life. You can't worship Jesus and have peace in your heart and that abundant life as long as you're holding on to a grudge against someone else. If you want to forgive others the way that Jesus forgives you, you have to look at how Jesus forgives you and imitate that. As Colossians three thirteen says, you must also forgive. As the Lord has forgiven you. As the Lord has forgiven you, you must also forgive. That's not a suggestion. That's not, hey, if you've got time and you're not too busy next Friday, forgive this person. It says, you must forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. So three things I want us to look at. In our lives, have we accepted Jesus' forgiveness? Is there anybody else, and number two, is there anybody else that needs our forgiveness? And the third, which is actually the first and most important thing, have you met Jesus that you can actually receive that forgiveness and offer it to others? Because until you've actually met Jesus and you've given him your heart and given him your life, you can't feel that forgiveness or give that forgiveness. How different our world would be. If we were actually forgiving, if we were actually forgiving towards others, how many of you let's be honest, how many of you have people in your own house that you need to forgive? How many of people that you call your best friends or something that they don't even know that you're mad at them and you need to forgive them? That happens, guys. We can't experience the forgiveness of Christ unless we're able to forgive others i just challenge you and encourage you. When you see this lake or when you see an ocean, think about something that God's forgiveness runs that deep. That when our sins are forgiven, they're gone, they're out of sight, they're never to be dredged up again. And that's how we should treat others. When others sin against us, when others hurt us, when we say we forgive them, we don't need to think about them. Think about the way they failed us. We don't need to think about the way they hurt us. We don't need to bring it up again. Because if we do, that's not forgiving the way Christ forgives that's what we're called to be. That's who He calls us to be. The thing I'm just going to tell you is um, I've got a friend, and he's a pretty close friend. Um, when my mom died, a few years back, like, I guess four years ago now, this friend w- used my mom's funeral as an excuse to skip class. He didn't go to my mom's funeral. Didn't show up at all, but he told his professor that he was at my mom's funeral because she was very special to him, and that's why he wasn't in class that day. I got a phone call from his professor saying, did this person know your mother and was he at your mother's funeral? I don't know if I've ever been more angry with a friend than at that point in time. And he thought, at that point in time, our friendship was over. We were never going to speak to each other again. And, you know, I had to look him straight in the eyes. I was like, I'm so angry right now with you. I don't know how I can control myself right now. But he said, I'm going to forgive you. I don't want to have to talk about this again. You know how bad you hurt me? And I forgive you for it. The next time you see me, I don't want you to have to pretend... That I'm mad at you. I don't want you to have to worry or act scared to talk to me. Because I'm going to forgive you and this is over. When we forgive people, it means something special. That's one of the best ways we can show Jesus to them. Let me just tell you something. Do you think that guy has ever lied to me again? To my knowledge, no. I think he'd be very afraid to lie to me again. I think he would be very afraid of losing our friendship because he knows what God did in that situation. Make sure that the people in your life can tell you're a Christian by the way you forgive them. And if you're not a Christian, that's the most important step. That's the first thing you need to do is make sure you know Christ so you know what forgiveness is and you can show it to the rest of the world. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for loving us. Thank you for being the great God that you are. God, as you show us that you forgive us, that you take our sins and that you crush them under your feet as you walk over them and leave, as you cast our sins into the middle of the sea, never to think about them, never to dwell on them, never to hold them against us again. The Word teaches us in John 8, there is no condemnation. There is no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. Help us to also show Jesus Christ by showing no condemnation to the people in our lives. Help us to know that if we're going to be living proof, it has to even be in the hard parts of our lives. Love you and through our love be able to show this to the world. In Christ's name. Amen. Hector, words. Our sins are gone. If you know Christ, they're not gone. With me. You will never Tim, It's awesome. You don't get up. Yet.